ஹலோ அண்ட் வெல்கம் டு சங்கம் லிட் திஸ் இஸ் நந்தினி கார்கி அண்ட் இன் திஸ் எபிசோட் வி பர்சீவ் த பர்ஃபெக்ட் ஃபியூஷன் ஆஃப் எலிமெண்ட்ஸ் இன் நேச்சர் அண்ட் இமோஷன்ஸ் இன் ஹியூமன் நேச்சர் ஆஸ் டெபிக்டட் இன் சங்கம் லிட்ரரி ஒர்க் குறுந்தொகை த்ரீ ஃபிஃப்டி ஒன் பென் பை அம்மோவனார் செட் இன் த கோஸ்டல் ரீஜன்ஸ் ஆஃப் நேதல் த வேர்ஸ் ஸ்பீக்ஸ் இன் த வாய்ஸ் ஆஃப் த கான்ஃபிடான் டு த லேடி கன்வேயிங் அ ஹாப்பி நியூஸ் டு ஹர் ஃப்ரெண்ட் வளையோய் உவந்திசின் விரை ஒரு கொடுந்தாள் அலை வாழ் அளவன் கூர் உயிர் வரித்த ஈர்மணல் மலிர் நெறி சிதைய இழும் என உரும் இசை புணரி உடைதரும் துறைவர்க்கு உரிமை செப்பினர் நமரே விரி அலர் புன்னை ஓங்கிய புலாலம் சேரி இன்னகை ஆயத்தாரோடு இன்னும் மற்றோ இவ்வழுங்கள் ஊரே here he comes to silence the slander is the core thought herein the opening words balayoi ovandisin meaning o maiden wearing bangles i'm joyous clearly indicate that good tidings are about to follow from abstract delight the verse turns to the real world and points to us alai wal alavan meaning crabs that live in holes the elements of the setting appear in urum isai punari meaning waves with a roaring music the phrase urimai cheppinar namare meaning our relatives have declared his right seems like a cryptic statement about which we will explore shortly a moment to dwell on the word cheppinar and the core verb cheppu which means to tell and to reflect on how this very word is still employed in the same meaning not in tamil but in the sister language of telugu giving proof for the oneness of south indian languages and by extension the people continuing the tree that often shines on these shores comes to view with punnai vongiya pulalam cheri meaning the flesh smelling hamlet where flourishes the laurel wood tree ending with the words ivvalungal oore meaning this uproarious town the verse welcomes us to listen and learn here crabs scurry about punnai trees dance in the meat smelling breeze and waves roar about the joyous future the context reveals that the man and lady were leading a love relationship and the man was trysting with the lady for a while at a point the man decides to seek the lady's hand and formalize their union just then the lady worries if her family would accept the man to her the confidant says oh bangle adon maiden i'm filled with joy those quick feet crabs having curving legs and living in mud holes with their sharp claws draw lines on wet sands to ruin these lines on that sand path with a loud sound roaring comes the waves in the shores of the lord our relatives have confirmed is right now ours is a hamlet smelling of fish flesh where sows the punni trees with wide open flowers and where live our playmates with happy smiles how can it continue to be the same this uproarious village of ours with these words the confidant is assuring the lady that all's well and wedding bells shall ring and drown out the gossiping voices in town What has happened to fill the confidant with such cheer? Let's listen to her words closely and find out. She starts by addressing the lady with the epithet of a bangle adorned maiden. 
It was a strict rule in Sangam poetry to never identify the protagonist, which means no names and nothing that would point to a specific person. That's why this choice of an epithet, which would actually mean every single Sangam maiden. Returning, after calling the lady thus, the confidant declares that she's bubbling with joy. But instead of saying why she's so happy, the confidant takes us to a spot in the seashore where crabs living in mud holes seem to be sketching lines on the wet sand with their sharp claws. And this artwork was being shattered with the rolling in of the roaring waves. The confidant then tells us this is not any old seashore but that of the man. After describing his land, she mentions that the lady's relatives have given him the right. From that statement, we learn that this is nothing but the right to marry the lady and it was something that the lady's family could withhold or render unto a suitable suitor. Then the confidant talks about their own flesh-reeking village where tall punay trees soar and their beautiful smiling playmates live and ends with a question about how that village could continue being the same anymore. By that she means that since the lady's relatives have accepted the man's proposal, that was the death knell to the slander spread by the townsfolk about the lady's relationship with the man. In the image of the waves destroying the line art of the sharp-clawed crabs, the confidant conceals the same metaphor of the wedding announcement ending the town's gossip. Note the nuance in comparing the sharp tongues of the town with the sharp claws of the crab. In the other scene of their hamlet which has soaring and fragrant punnay trees as well as flesh-smelling shows owing to the fish trade, the confidant talks about how although there was the reek of rumours, the fragrance of marriage would drown that away. Two detailed descriptions of elements on a seashore concealing two striking events in the lady's life. Yet another illustration of how these ancients saw the world within them in the world outside of them. Be it in the swift walk of crabs, the roaring of waves or the punnay leaves dancing in the breeze, it was all them and their emotions. What an indelible way of imprinting on the sands of the world that human nature and nature are inseparable. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sangam Lit and journeying with me to ancient lands and mines. Please visit namdinikarki.com to share your thoughts and do spread the word about Sangam Lit. Until next time, Nandri Vanakkam.